with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops to destroy those murderers and burn their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. This is one of those Gospels that is very difficult to understand at first. At first, um, you know, it seems like this is a dress code violation. What's the big deal? You know, and especially with me, the, I, I, whenever I was in the seminary, the first time I ever had like a real dress code, and we had to wear a collared shirt and long pants, like dress pants to everything, I got in trouble all the time for breaking the dress code. So I read this, and I'm like, why, why is he so mad that he's not dressed right? You know, you, you call him in off the street, the, the good and the bad, the poor, everybody you brought in. And uh, so it's a difficult gospel, and they actually give the, the priests a, an option to do a shorter version, and then you don't have to talk about the, uh, the casting them off into the darkness and the grinding of teeth. You don't have to talk about that. But as I was praying with it, I realized that there was something really significant about it, something really important about it, and something that answers, I think, a big question for us Catholics when it has to do with communion. So a lot of uh, people will say, why can't I receive communion if I'm not Catholic? Or why can't I receive communion if I'm not practicing? As I go through this gospel, I think it might help us understand why the church teaches what it does. And in fact, that God wants to invite everybody, but sometimes we're a little resistant to take him up on the invitation. So to begin with, it's important that you know a little bit of background on this gospel reading. So first of all, a wedding invitation. Back in the day, they kind of did like RSVPs ahead of time. So they would send invitations to everybody and then kind of get a, get a feel if they were coming or not. And then as the wedding got closer, it was kind of like they didn't tell them the date, but as the wedding got closer, they would let them know, okay, now it's time. 
And so the people that, that, that were being invited to the wedding already kind of like RSVP'd. They said they're going. And then when it was time for the wedding, you know, when it was time to gather together, the king was all excited. He sent out all the invitations. And what did they do? Eh, I'm not going to go. You know, I, I want to go to the work. I want to I go to the farm. Or you know, I want to get some work done today or, or do whatever. And they end up not going to the wedding. And then it's interesting because the king is like desperate now. He's got this huge celebration, and the people that were supposed to come aren't coming. So he says, go out and invite anybody. Anybody can come. Good and bad, rich and poor alike, bring anybody in. Well, the interesting thing is that not only do they get an invitation, but when anyone, anyone accepts the wedding invitation, they also receive a white garment to wear. So they're given the garment to wear at the wedding. And the reality is that we are given everything that we need to celebrate these sacred mysteries. But sometimes we don't wear our white garments. Sometimes we try to sneak in without our white garments. Let me explain a little bit more what I mean by that. So when the king comes into the feast, and this is the disturbing part of the scene, right? You think he would just come in and be happy that everybody's there. But he goes up to the one man who's not wearing a wedding garment. And he walks over to him, and he says, My friend, how is it that you came without a wedding garment? Knowing in the back of his mind, I gave it to you. It's like everybody got a wedding garment to come and to wear. Why aren't you wearing it? And the interesting thing is, the man was reduced to silence. He just kind of put his head down. He had no excuse, because he had every opportunity to wear it, and just for some reason decided he wasn't going to wear it. So that's the background to that. And now I want to talk about the Mass and the, and the Eucharist and how this is supposed to be symbolic of the wedding banquet. And heaven is really supposed to be like a wedding banquet. That's one of the symbols of heaven. So the question is, we've all been given our wedding garment, um, and we've all come to the banquets, but have we chosen to put it on? Are we wearing it? So what does that mean, first of all? When people say to me, why can't I go to communion? You know, I, I always say to them, or they say, you know, why can't, you know, why am I not allowed to go to communion? Oh, I said, oh, you're welcome to. Everybody's welcome to come to communion. But we have a process for it. And it's an initiation process. So you actually get initiated into our faith, and then you can receive communion. And then they look at me and they go, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to receive communion. <laughs> and I say, well, no, it's actually like a sacred rite. There's a, a rite that we have of initiation, and that's called RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation, where people are taught about our faith, they're initiated in our faith, and at the end, if they want to join our faith, they can. And when they're baptized, not only are they baptized with water, but they receive a white garment. You know, and so sometimes little kids, little girls will come with little white dresses and little boys will be in little white suits, but they're always given that white garment to place over them. And when the garment is given to them, the phrase is said, here is your white garment. See in this garment your Christian dignity and carry it forever, unstained, into the kingdom of everlasting life in heaven. So first of all, anyone can get a white garment. If anybody wants to like be baptized and join our faith, everybody is welcome. But there's a process for it, and at the end we receive the white garment. And then once you receive the white garment, you're invited to the wedding feast. You're welcome every Sunday to come to Mass. Now here's the other difficulty. Can we forget our white garment? Or can we not wear our white garment? Or can we trade our white garment in for something else? Unfortunately, yeah. 
And that's ultimately what the church talks about. So the white garment really is, is a state of grace. You know, so in baptism, you're given the state of grace. Well, how can we lose our state of grace? Ultimately through sin, and really through mortal sin. You know, so if we've committed a mortal sin, that white garment has become tarnished or dirtied or torn or we've traded it in. Now, sometimes people think, well, I don't have any mortal sins. You know, I haven't killed anybody. I haven't done anything like that. But I don't think uh, a lot of us Catholics realize that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. You know, so if we have any grave sin, we should refrain from receiving it. So if we have killed anybody, yes. Or if we have committed abortion, yes. Or if we have done some sexual thing, you know, yes, we should refrain from receiving it. But also, missing Mass is a grave sin that I think a lot of Catholics just aren't aware of. You know, so if we've missed Mass without a serious reason, without either being sick, or the Catechism says sick, or caring for a young child, a nursing mother, um, it's a grave and mortal sin. And I think so many of us Catholics come to Mass not wearing the wedding garment. But the thing is, with God, you can't be a wedding crasher. He knows our hearts. Like, He knows if we're not wearing the white garment. He knows the state of our souls. Right, so here's the dilemma, right? What if we're sitting in the pew right now and we're thinking, oh man, I don't know, should I ever, maybe I should have received communion today or am I condemned to hell or am I going to get tied up and thrown out? Well, the wonderful thing is, again, you're given the opportunity. You can have your white garment back. How do you get your white garment back? Confession. Confession. All you got to do is go to confession. You receive the grace of God. You're completely restored. You're given the white garment and you can receive communion again. Some people may say, well, that's, that's hard. Well, it's, it's a wonderful sacrament. And the amazing thing is, the church makes confessions right before the Saturday vigil. So immediately before Mass on Saturday are confessions. So if you're struggling with some sin and you can't even go hours without doing it, you can go to Mass right, or a confession right before Mass, receive your garment, and, and, and go to communion. God does want to accept all of us, the good and the bad alike. But we've got to be wearing our, our, our wedding garment. So I just offer you to think about that. Are you wearing your white garment? Is your, soul, is your soul in a state of grace? Or have you traded it away for something? Now, I think especially Sundays, there's a tendency now to trade our, our white uh, garments away for a brown jersey. You know? we, we, we can trade it so easily for different things and end up missing mass. So that's my encouragement to you. To know, first of all, everybody's welcome to the Eucharist. But there's a process for it. There's a receiving of a white garment that we call the rite of Christian initiation and baptism. And if you lose that white garment, if you sin, if you mess up, there's a process. It's called confession. You can receive the white garment and come back again. So think about that. Are you wearing your white garment today? Are you in a state of grace? If you're not, come to confession. Instantly you'll be renewed. Don't get caught without your white garment. 